Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. There are four of us here tonight. Um, not that any listeners would know this, but we have had a bit of a mission to even get on air, as they say, so far tonight. We had some electric problems, but Harry, our engineer, has solved them. Well, well done, done, Harry. Well done, Harry. Um, so, And he's had a haircut. Harry so haircut. all in all, it's Harry's best day ever. Chris is here. Hello. Hello. That's Chris Charles, Hi. everyone, not Chris Mendes, formerly <laughs> oh, of this parish. Oh, where is he? We should have a minute's, minute's applause for Chris Miss Mendes. Miss Mendes. Yeah. Uh, also here is Paul Finney. I'm back. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm all right. I, I feel like we haven't done podcasts together for ages and ages. I haven't done a podcast for a start for ages. It's been busy, busy, busy. We, we, um, yeah. And everything else. And, uh, but I'm back, but I'll, I probably won't be here next week because I'm working again. Um, do I say congratulations for the Euro playoffs, or was that a bit premature, big man? You're in them, yeah, but we're not going to. Well, I, I, I meant congratulations for getting in them. Obviously, you're yeah, not getting yeah. through. You could have get the Bosnia, public. isn't it? Yeah, but never got the public. But um, on Friday, because I was drunk before, Fulham, I booked the flight to Belfast for the final, and I didn't realise until the next morning it was like, oh look what happened. As in the potential yes, Republic of me Ireland and my game, Allen, right? We booked it. We were sober enough, but it's kind of one of the things you remember in the morning. Why did we do that? But it was 50 quid. Did you go to either of them? You didn't go to the... No, you kind of get tickets. It's not like the old days where you used to kick in to watch a game. You missed it? a lot of goals. Yeah. See Germans. For Germany. Um, uh, th- we, we, th- we, we, wish, we, we just obviously miss Washington. Just on behalf of all the Englishmen in the room, we appreciate your warm congratulations for England reaching the tournament next summer. Thanks for that, Paul. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's ever going to happen we also have Mark Bitter Davis twisted. here hello good evening. hi Mark welcome back fourth fifth sixth fourth I think fourth appearance yeah. don't know where that puts you on the all time appearance list but probably almost approaching semi regular status to be fair on England, as he mentioned England you're probably in Palmer Colton Palmer I'm not quite sure I'll take that Paul but thanks anyway you want um, beers, thank you. Jeremy, I'll try and get this pronunciation right. Jeremy Tullius from Colorado. That's a great right. name. Right thank now, you, yeah. Jeremy. Much appreciated. What if he's an actor? Because you've been an actor with a name like that, shouldn't you? Uh, uh, Let us know, Jeremy, what you do for a living. Let us know, Jeremy. Uh, anybody, thank you for sponsoring the beers. Anybody uh, who wants to do that can go to qprpod.co.uk and, and help support the show. I do the Twitter stuff. Anyone that wants to keep in touch can do so on Twitter. Follow us at QPR Pod. I think I interrupted you from. No, I was going to say Jeremy. Tu- Jeremy Tullius. So I'm, I'm just hoping his nickname isn't JT because that would sour it a bit. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea infiltration. You look well, are you, Chris? I'm not a well man, Paul. And um, <laughs> obviously, big story of the day: Carl Henry's birthday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Happy birthday, Carl. Do we? Is he worthy of a Twitter message on the QPR Twitter? Happy birthday to X. I think he. I mean, I think he was a bit much maligned. He was. He was a bit of the fool guy, wasn't he? Really, I don't. It's not like he had an absolutely horrendous career. It wasn't like Ned Zellick or some of the other boys, Gus Caesar, that regularly crop up. I think he did a job for us um, on more than one occasion, and yeah, had a few rickets, but. I, I think he got. I, I think it was a bit out of proportion. That's my own view. But the, but it, the reason why he got a lot of 
Kak once is because he said nurses were prepared on Twitter. He said what? Nurses were prepared. Right. Can we definitely have a po- politics-free podcast? Oh, yeah, please? yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm talking purely on the football pitch. But, it yeah. was, but then it was part of that squad that was kind of... There was a lot of people who, not through their fault, were part of a very bad mix of players. Mm. And he was one of them, so it was hard to tell. I mean, a lot of people liked Joey Barton. I didn't rate Joey Barton. It's one of them things. There's a lot of that squad, you know, it's just right. wrong place, wrong time. I want to stir the pot here. We have currently have a very likable QPR squad. Even players that you think aren't playing well generally are likable. But who wouldn't you wish a happy birthday to on Twitter in the current QPR squad? Nah, they're all all right. I don't think you'd single anyone out not to wish happy birthday to. Um, (laughs) No. Not a great question (laughs) then. (laughs) What are your Uh, worst ones actually? Uh, Fine. We'll I probably w- I probably wouldn't, you know, throw the cake to one of the goalkeepers in case they dropped it. But oh, don't. <laughs> that's just. Well, he'd, give it, he'd give it back to you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he's really put that in the mix, hasn't he? <laughs> very good, very good. But no, I think um, they should have lost like that yesterday. They are all oh, likable. Maybe, be. maybe they're too likable. Maybe, maybe sometimes you know, there's not enough nastiness about us. Well, you're not the only one to say that. Quite a few people in the. In a lot of the podcasts, because sometimes it's nice to listen to other podcasts because other podcasts are right there. Yeah, talk about the championship as a rule. And a lot you started doing one, haven't you? Yeah, but you're cheating on us. (laughs) We feel sick. Um, It's just, it's just. I'm trying a general football one, but it's not working out too well because my knowledge in general football is a bit shit. Right, Right. Um, as opposed to your knowledge on QPR, which is I could get away with shit. Right, Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I could pretend that it was, it's only known to me. And I, so who, who, who said we're not aggressive enough? Well, it's second-tier podcasting, and they, they always make it, I mean, the time we meet about it today, they say, like, you know, we're not, they can see us going free-fall. I don't think we will go free-fall, but they, everyone's talking about how bad our defence is, and when you're scoring goals and you're doing that Danny Blanche file, we just try to score the other side. When you're not scoring, it then shows you how bad the defence is and why it hasn't been addressed. And as I kind of do agree that we do seriously need to look at that defence. <coughs> which is the most obvious thing since then. Well, we can look at it, but what can we do about it? Uh, not, we can't do anything until January, really. We can't ship more you, players in. You, we already ship them loads. You could change how you're playing. You could stop putting pressure on we've, those players to play in that we've way. We've done you that not, a few times. You could though. stop putting oh, yeah, pressure I mean, on the goalies to play in that way. You could, oh, change the, yeah. To paraphrase Clive on Loft for Words, something along the lines of understand when you are in danger and you need to get rid of yeah. the ball. Um, but... We will wrap all that into yeah, the discussion yeah. because let's let's kind of focus on Fulham. Mark, I'll come to you first yeah. because we've completely talked Sorry, over each other at this end of the table. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> what did you think about Friday night? Okay, first I didn't go, so I wasn't there. I, I, I unfortunately suffered it on television, um, uh, and it was one of those ones again where where you start pretty brightly, you know, go a goal up, look pretty good, should have gone more than one up. Um, and then the longer that goes on, of course, being old school QPR fans as we all are, you just know what's coming. Uh, in that, unless you take, unless we take full advantage of, of a, a bright start with a lot of chances, you're just worried that something, something's going to happen and they're going to score, and then you're going to collapse and and cave in. I don't think we caved in, but clearly you could see that if we hadn't scored more than one goal, we're always going to be open because of the way we defend I know we'll come on Saturday again in a minute and what happened an easy equaliser and then arguably an even worse one to put them 2-1 up so I wouldn't say it was a game of two halves it was a game of uh, one quarter three quarters well, does I that th- make sense I thought I know we're, we're going to talk about Lumley later on of course we are because it was a bad mistake but 
I actually thought their first goal was an absolute disgrace and liberty that a player can get that much freedom in a box mm. with so many defenders around him. And how your man was able to get that cross in from that angle was just, it kind of sums us up. And I think that if we're going to be conceding two goals on average a game and we haven't addressed it come January, then we're going to have serious problems. You, you can't keep conceding two goals a game. And you can keep saying, I know the manager keeps saying stats, 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 but the stats is... If you, we haven't done very well recently and we need, to, we need to wise up before the stats start to become a reality and we start losing more points. There's no point saying that the stats are great, but it was just unlucky. You're still lost. Mm. And we've got to stop losing. And I'm particularly, particularly, particularly pissed off at losing derby games. I know we've won the odd one and drawn the odd one, but our record in derby games against Fulham and Brentford is absolutely dismal. And if we're not winning, I want yellow cards. I want them being kicked off the pitch. I want... Players showing desire and passion. I don't care. Oh, I think they did on Friday. You're yeah, saying they didn't show no, desire no, no, no. and passion. I think when they they went to out, we 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 didn't have the reaction that I would have, I would have thought you would have in a local derby. We didn't I think it goes it back to what we just mentioned there that we're sometimes we're not nasty enough. We're we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're too nice. I'm not advocating like chopping someone's legs in half like every five minutes, but I know what you mean, Paul. You know, you just need to. The old phrase, get into him maybe a little bit more. Hugel does, and I can tell you that if we'd been passing it, you saw Mark better on mm. TV. With Hugel, he does put it about, but we weren't giving him enough to do. And he was really good into them, and, that, and they were becoming destabilised by that quite badly you as don't, well. You don't notice Hugel on television that much because the camera is always following the ball ordinarily, but when you look at him mm. outside of a television game, i.e., live, you can see that he's always given the centre halves a bit of a nudge or a bit of a tug. Or, or you know a bit of a push, and and he's very good at then pretending to be fouled, if that makes sense. Because the littlest nudge that he gets from a defender, he'll go down like a sack of potatoes and get a free kick about it. And and we need more players like that around the pitch that are that are clever enough to either draw a foul uh, or, or or to just harden up a little bit. It's just mm. it's something we are lacking at the moment. I think what worried me, Chris, if you noticed it as well, sorry, Chris, sorry? was keen on on Friday as well. Great at going forward and crossing, but can't defend for his life, which is weird, considering he's a he's a fullback. I didn't think he did that bad actually. It was probably I thought it's probably. I mean, okay, it's not, he hasn't had a great start to his career with QPR, but I thought it was probably one of his better games. But I do not. I think the problem is um, that. When you're playing that system, you always take when when the fullbacks are pushing on. I've got to say, Kane, like his, his, his deliveries are really good, but you leave yourself basically. You've got three centre halves, and they're trying to cover a full width of the pitch. So the yeah. two guys on the outside are naturally drifting into towards the wing, and then that leaves up this massive hole in the middle, which Leisner was trying to have to deal with himself. And th- th- I think that's why your man got, got so much space. I'm not. But that's what that's what it looked like to me. But um, but I think the problem was the first first twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, we completely bossed them. I mean, the my Fulham mates were just like Jesus Christ, you know. They thought they were going to get like you know four or five nil, um, and the old problem couldn't finish. We should have been probably arguably three nil up um, before they even you know before they even came out of the blocks. Pesky post. Yeah, and then yeah, and then after that, it was just like yeah, Fulham sort of you know like can't believe their luck that we we haven't scored three times and yeah, it's it's the gaps start opening up, the doubts start creeping in on our side. They start to get a bit more confidence, and it's like Charity Park Rangers again. You got a bloke who hasn't scored since January, right? Here, I have two. Yeah. Um, it's like 
uh, we were all. Uh, oh, you haven't. You haven't anyone to set it up for you. Well, it's all right. Playing, we, we? Lumley will kick it out to you. Yeah. Uh, and it's not. You know, uh, Lumley's coming for a bit. Of, but it's, okay, it's not the first time he's done that. But you know, equally, you, you, you've had. You know, um, Ryan Manning sort of gifted a goal. Um, what do we do about the goalkeeping situation? Can you play two of them? I, if, if it was up to me, I, if, if there was a, there's any chance that we could get Smithies on loan or swap Cardiff, say, two keepers for one, then okay, I would do it but immediately. I uh-huh. don't remember us complaining about uh, Lumley last season. I don't remember us saying that Lumley was a liability. I don't remember us being anything but somewhere between satisfied and happy that Lumley was in goal. So the only thing that's changed... He hasn't changed, has he? He hasn't gone off a cliff. The thing that's changed is what's being required of him. He's being asked to play a different style, isn't he? And there are a couple of goals he's conceded this year that you think, oh, he probably should have saved that, where he's dived over one or he's had a bit of a weak, uh, a weak wrist. But a couple of them he's given is about his distribution. Uh, again, like on, on Friday, where mm-hmm. he's, he's nailed it straight to one of their, their players. They've played their forward in and the forwards miss it a little bit in the, in the goal. Um, so... I think he's still a great shot stopper, mm. but he just seems to be devoid of confidence when the ball's at his feet and he's being asked to play those little triangles with the full-backs that have gone deep towards the touchline, or the byline, rather. Uh, and, and when he gets pushed uh, or pressurised, he just doesn't seem to be able to cope with it. He panics and then kicks it away, invariably straight to one of their players, who then plays one of them, their teammates in. But the trouble is that Kelly was no better, if we're going no. to be honest. And Kelly um, was supposedly the one who had the really good distribution. Yeah, and it's kind of like the system. The trouble with the championship is you don't get time. Everyone knows that. And I think with Fulham, once we were on the attack, they, they panicked mad at the back. We were really putting on them. But then once they realised that their biggest way of hurting us was ourselves... They just kept pressurising the goal kicks, kept pressurising the defender on the ball because they knew we were going to play it, so they hassled and hassled and hassled. And we couldn't cope with it. So but it that, might that's, be good to that's back it. to that point where actually you need to have a switch then to say, right, they've cottoned on to us here. Yes. Let's work out a different way to play. Or even throw it. And, and it's admirable that Warburton's come in and tried to change the way we play uh, and give us a bit of an identity. We're all for that. I don't think anyone could doubt that's probably a good thing. But what isn't a good thing is when... Team suss you out, and then you don't appear to have a plan B, and you try and play out that way, and you get caught, and you concede. Well, that's what was said of him before the season started um, by fans of Brentford. Not the Brentford, adaptability. Brentford so much, like Rangers, certainly, Nottingham Forest. Um, and I think I, I mentioned it last podcast, but I think we all thought, you know, once he played, started playing different systems, like three at the back, four at the back, we were going, what, do you, what are you talking about, no plan B? But now I'm starting to realise what they meant. You know, it's like you do well for a while, team suss you out, and then, yeah, haven't we? I mean, the thing with the difference with the Fulham keeper, he was brilliant, I thought. Um, but the difference with him was there was like, you know, times when he's under pressure and he just kicked it into touch. Or, or then the same with the defence. So... I think Lumley is maybe trying too hard to, 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 to follow the instructions to the letter when you should just let your instincts take over and chuck it into their proverbial rosette if you're under pressure. But do you remember when um, Leicester came back, he was doing all these 20-yard passes and stuff. It was almost mm-hmm. like he was like, you know, right, you've got to go switch it. To yeah, the yeah. And we're trying all this thing. It's, it's fantastic. But when it goes wrong and you're that far forward, you're going to get mugged. And that's what's been happening. And I think with Lumley, if it's not working, change it. Um, vary it, do anything, but don't give it to the opposition. Kick, you know, and, it, and it's harder to him because he came to the crowd and you know people give them abuse. I mean, I was even holding my hands out saying, "What was that?" He was apologising. I, I don't like doing that. I don't like 
having to look at someone and think you've let us down again. And I'm not saying he particularly think the club. I'm just fed up losing local derbies, and that's just my problem, not the team's problem. Fed up with it. If both of them are fit, who who do you play tomorrow? Flip a coin. I think I think Lumley may be out of the two of them. I think maybe he's a bit of short stopper, but then I haven't really seen enough of I, Kelly. I, I think Kelly. And I, I think the one thing that people put at Kelly's door is a bit short for a goalkeeper. Yeah. And there's been, I think Apparently there's been six foot or something. He, 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 I mean, you know, he looks short amongst some of the other players who are quite tall. So he's still, you know, quite tall. But I, I still think his distribution's better than Lumley's. Um, uh, to be honest, and his his confidence, he is more confident. Yeah, and he, and I think he's played that before and can do that. Whereas we're asking Lamy to do something he hasn't necessarily done before. Um, but I think Kelly just shades it, in my opinion. But, he's not conceding mm. any any fewer goals though. Has well, he? no, but but then at that point is then what point do you start complaining about the defence and not just the goalkeeper? Oh yeah, I mean, and I, I think that's right. It's not all down to goalkeeper. Like I said, you are susceptible to leaving these wide spaces where where players can just attack you if you've got your two fullbacks. Up the up the top of the field, and you and you're, you're essentially isolating like the, the central central defender, yeah. if you like. Then the last time Lumley was dropped, I think um, there was a bit of criticism on social media to say, you know, he's been dropped because you know he, he's he's made a couple of mistakes. Uh, yes, okay, and some were saying, well, he's been dropped. It's unfair because we've conceded a lot of goals. I think on balance, he was probably dropped because he was making a few too many rickets. Um, but and and Kelly's now. We think he's injured. I mean, have you had confirmation no, from the club that no, about him? So, but it's, but again, has Lumley been more? I mean, you could listen, we could be here all day, but uh, but I bet made a lot of mistakes in his first few games. Go away a lot of penalties. Go away a lot of free kicks that we got punished for. Uh, the problem's the defence, and it needs sorting. And, and if the system isn't working, and you haven't got the players to play it, we've got to reach out and try something different. You can have Smithers in goal, but I'm not entirely sure he won't be suffering the same amount of shots. That yeah, I've got. I, I know. Was, I mean, pretty. Wasn't great from what I remember either. I'm not sure. I mean, no, was I'm, Beckenbar, was I'm not sure Smithies is, is is it's a realistic proposition. Yeah, I know. I didn't. I mean, I was being slightly flippant when I said we're that. More we, 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 we're we, to get Mr. Burns. I, I, I think with Neil Warlock in charge, there was a there was a chance. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. we have. That's not the third goal, is it? It's Barnes. It's Barnes, isn't it? Not Burns. The third goalie. I thought it was Simpsons, mate. Yeah. No. 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 I uh, realised that. But um, yeah, the, yeah, we got the guy. It's a lawn, isn't he? Can't remember his name. The well, Swiss funny. guy. Um, I'm just sorry. I'm just trying. How to do find we keep a clean sheet? <laughs> <laughs> um, change the system. Uh, move the defence. Be interested to see what what is Robert Bobet when he comes back with Hayden Wallace and who do you then take out? Do you take Hall out because Hall's been quite strange. He's not the same player he was two seasons ago. That's for sure. Whether I, I haven't done the analysis on this, but I, but it seems to me we're conceding an awful lot of goals. Where they're crossing in from the from wide, and there's three headers, where they're just unchallenged and knocking it in. So, you know, you've either got to stop the crosses, or the centre halves have got to mark some people. And I think what do you think? Sorry, if 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 the guys are being pulled wider because the fullbacks are too busy further up the pitch, that means they can't defend. Then they're going to get some more more space to to get crossing in. And I sent them off to just trying to mark too much space. Maybe it comes back to not being nasty enough. What you, what you said, yeah. because the one the one thing a lot of people say about Man City, let's just go straight there, is they know when to foul early. Yeah, they stop those kind of runs down the side and down the channels, don't they? And they do. I know you probably shouldn't be. They got slightly like better this. players as well, which I say helps. All right, but what they're better at fouling. It takes a certain skill. Fine, but maybe that fouling. Oh, that's what we're missing. Yeah, sorry, sorry, in. sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're right. That's going to be one of them pun evenings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, but 
I mean, Molnes, I reckon, could be nasty. I reckon Leisner could be nasty. I think Bowl could definitely do it. It's just whatever's happening, we're not doing it. And, and well, I'm not saying we should get like six red cards every five to six weeks, but we just need to start dominating that midfield a bit as well because we're losing a lot on midfield. Yeah, it's, this is the whole thing. It's the whole spine, I think. You know, you, you can't lay it all at the feet of the goalkeeper. No pun intended. You can't just stop this now. Okay? Yeah, that was that really wasn't. And you, you can't lay it all at the defence. You've got a midfield can be quite porous. Um, and you, you, you sort of there's that whole thing about you know defending from the front as well. But we've we've basically I mean there was a nice little I'm just gonna I'll have to get my glasses on for this because I just saw this on Love for Words. Um, this could take a while. The this, listeners this, don't know whether you got your glasses on. Or no, not. I know they don't. No. <laughs> well, I, I you know I'm doing it. It's, 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 it's He's now got his glasses. on I've now got my glasses. I've this podcast. The so guy called Danny Blue on Love for Words said went with a fair weather Fulham mate, mate yesterday and describing our team realised our, st- our starting eleven has three players from our youth team. Two defenders signed on freeze who've been injured for most of the last two years. Two more defenders signed on freeze. A midfielder signed on a free from Rotherham. A midfielder on loan from Spurs who's been injured for most of the 18 months. Two strikers on loan from Prem and not a transfer free among them. The fact that we're competitive against teams assembled for tens of millions is something to be pleased with. And considering this provenance, it's less surprising that our confidence dropped so visibly after conceding the, the second and that Fulham were vastly superior at game management and strangling the life out of it once going ahead. Lots of room for improvement, of course, but we have to remember where we've come from. So that's me just putting Agreed. a positive slant on yeah. it. Then you, could, you could also argue that Preston haven't exactly been flashing the cash yep. and doing reasonably well. Mm. Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that, but I think everyone does, doesn't they? Everybody who's reasonable, we're, we're, hitting, we're playing above par, we're doing very well with the resources we had. I mean, that is motion carried, right? Yeah, That's yeah. not to say, we're still letting in goals every game. Yeah. We still have to score three, maybe four, to win <laughs> any game. So you can still... But we're in the we're football fans, we're going to pick it apart. Danny Blue's a great name, by the way. Brilliant. Def- like a character in Phoenix Not sure Knights. if that's his real name. But, but the, yeah. trouble, uh, the trouble... Well, my mate's called Alan Blue, so it could be. Um, we're in the championship, but the, the other thing is, when we had money, when oh. we haven't had money, when we've, every transfer window we flood, we, we let go. The last few seasons, we're, we're static. We're staying around the same ballpark as we are now. We can't, we can't get out of this... It's not a rut as such, but points-wise and, and, and the table-wise, we are what we, we've been this way for years now. Uh-huh. So it's a strange one. Well, how should we spend the Eze money? This was at my the moment, question. At the moment, we'll probably have a, <laughs> the way that things are going, we'll probably end up selling them for a McDonald's was, Happy Meal. Well, he played, for, he played two games for the... I'd quite fancy a Happy Meal right now. He played two games for the under-21s, didn't he? <laughs> In the week, yeah. So, so if I give you the hypothesis, he's definitely, definitely going at the end of the season. There is no circumstance. You think the end rather than January? I, I don't think he's a January signing for anyone. Yeah, maybe. But who's gonna? Who's gonna? Like, he's not that sort of player, is he? Because he probably needs a bit of bedding in time for any Premier League team. He's yeah, not a January I think you're right. If you're get him in and he'll he'll keep us up, sort of signing, is it? If you're struggling at the bottom of the table, then I, I, I suppose you're, you're more him. likely you're going to want a striker. Yeah. Or yeah. But is he more a Premiership player? Though? I t- look, I think he probably look, will be. If, if Luke Freeman can get a move to Premier League team, then I think Easy definitely can. Um, Good point. But I, I think I, I agree. I, I think January he'll be more of a panic purchase for a team that's lower down the divisions. Or division, um, uh, and you know it depends how much money we're offered. You know, if someone offers us ten million pounds in January, 
we're going to take it, aren't we? Let's be honest. Um, I, but it's, I think we should we should hold out for more than that. Personally. I think I think we'll take a lot less. I, I don't think there's any reason to sell him in no. January. I, I don't think there is either. But uh, you know, to, to help with the, the hypothesis posed to us, yes, uh, you know, who <laughs> what, what would we spend the money on? The trouble is, we've got no. Our two main strikers are on loan. Yeah. One of them at risk, apparently, if you read or believe what you read in the papers, one of them's off in January because Burnley want to sell uh, Wells for some money. So if he can be recalled and then sent home, we're woefully short up front. We're equally woefully short of a horrible, dirty centre-half that can start getting our, our defence back in track. So what do you, where do you go? And if, if Hugo doesn't stay beyond the season as well, that's no strikers. Uh, that, I mean, who else has scored for us this year up front? Es- easy, easy. Okay, so if Ezzy yeah. goes in the summer, and we lose Wells and Hugo. Oh God, you're a bad laughs tonight. They just all been in training. Hull scored, hasn't he, from a header? Yeah, yeah, he scored from a header. I think Manning's more likely to go in January than Easy, to be honest. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was saying that outside. Oh, outside, yeah, because because he's like he's got the he's got the he's got the delivery. He's got he can supply the bullets. He's got the Allen call up as well, so it shows you he's being watched. Yeah, exactly. So I I think Eze is brilliant, but he. He's not a luxury player. That's that's, that's the wrong thing to say. But I think he's more. He's more a long. You would buy him with a long term plan, not yeah, of knee jerk. Absolutely, but yeah. In saying that, with with a whole influx of players in the summer, we can't keep this revolving door going on. Where you've got players coming in and coming out and, and just rebuilding the squad like we did before every transfer window because you're mm. not giving people the time to put in. The, the guy on loan from Brighton, I, I just don't get it with him at all. It's, it's, it's either he's not get, got enough good games, or is he good enough, or does he need to run a games? Will he be able to fit in? Should Wells or Hugo he's build? amazing? Really? Not on football, something else uh, entirely. Um, so, what? and we got no kids coming through that can play up front. So I agree with Mark. I think if we lose Hugo and Wells, which I think we could, do because I think the teams at the top end of the table will definitely be looking at Hugo because he could do damage for someone like Leeds or someone like that. They could get him in and be nasty. And then we're going to. Don't we have them on season long, though? Hang on, I, this is a, this is the the classic yeah, thing about how uh, how how that uh, this works. I think you can definitely, if an off, a bid comes in in January, regardless of the of, of what what the agreement is, you can sell them. So that that's how I understand. Can they, it. Yes. But, can they be but I don't know whether I you can then you can cancel the loan. That has, on that has happened else. before, I think. But it depends, uh, you know, what's written in the. Well, then the clever way of doing that would be the team, the parent club, would have an injury crisis, pull the player back from loan to cover the in- injury crisis for a week, and then sell them or loan them out again. Yeah. Well. We oh God, I'm feeling really cheered know. up now. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's going to come in for the keepers, though. If that helps. Do you remember a few weeks ago when we were like we were we, it was like we were running out of things to say because everything was so good. Could have gone, football, could have gone second. Yeah, that's football. But that's so QPR. You go second and then you think, no, hey, you're checking the other end of the table again. But listen, no one's. The thing is, I don't think anyone's saying there's a crisis. I don't think anyone's saying throw. Um, we need water for the fuel, the flames or anything like that. It's just our form should concern people. What I would say on Eze is, a few weeks ago we were flying high. Will will we get in the playoffs? What? I think now reality has bitten, mm. and I think m- people might disagree, but most people would probably say we're not going up, we're not going down, we'll win some, we'll play some nice football, and we will remain in this division next year. And that, what that means is Eze's going, because the only circumstances in which he was not going to go is if by some miracle we went up. And so therefore, we've only got 
Let's enjoy him whilst we have. But him. how much did you pay for him? The let's beer enjoy him for the next four or five months. But I think much, the I think uh, what how you much we sell for. I think what you need what what you need uh, a let's hope there's not a clause in his contract which says he can go for like you know five million. Mm. Um, surely we're not that stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but B, I think in this in the summer, I do think he is that he's a stylish, creative player. I think he could fit in not necessarily. The bottom teams, but certainly the middle teams. Um, I, I, I think mm. if you get in, you know, if you get a two or three clubs involved, bidding war is the best thing for us. Mark, you're mm. similar to me, aren't you? Do you remember when we went down for the? Premier he looks League? better on it. Though. He Which, does look better. Look, thank you very much. Which time? Uh, and um, yeah, 1930s. We left the Premiership for the first time. Yeah, indeed. We all look at Trevor Sinclair. And we're thinking, well, whatever happens, we have got a player here that we can sell and reinforce the squad. And do you remember what we sold them for? Can't remember. Uh, we sold them for a couple of rejects from West Ham. Oh yeah. god! Yeah. And it was one of the worst transfer deals Lomas in history. Lomas and Sheeran. No, no, it, it was it Matt was it, it was um, it was Dowie. Dowie. It was uh, your man at the uh, the, the right back who went up the system. Breaker, Breaker. Tim Breaker. Breaker. Ludo came, but I don't know if he was part of the deal or not. Um, he's he, Gallon's best mate, wasn't he? Him as well. Was that someone different? I'm thinking. Finney. Oh yeah, apart from Finney. Finney. <laughs> he, don't insult the fella. Um, and you kind of think never underestimate QPR's chance to have something and completely cash in too soon, too late, or whatever. And I worry about Izzy because we will have to hold a nerve in a bidding war. But at the same time, like Mark says, we need mass improvements. Even though we've had thirteen or fourteen new players flooding in again in the summer, it, it's just inevitably mad. there's got to be some. When, when you have loan signings, it means they're going to go, and you're going to have to get new players in. So we're going to get at least four more players in the, in, in the summer. I don't know if anyone will come in in January, but we desperately need a centre-half, so we've got to try and work out a way to afford someone there. But that's the trouble we're playing, isn't it? If we're relying on having to sell our best players, which we are, then we know that we've got areas of weakness we've got to address, so we're going to have to get as much room as we can. And you just hope that we've learnt our lesson. Um, and you know, the good news is they've tied him on another long-term contract. The other ones, uh, they weren't necessarily on long-term contracts. He's now played for England in the 21s. You've got to think he's slightly more attractive. Mm. But I agree, he's likely either going to be you know, a, a big club that's looking at him for, for you know, nurturing along, or whoever gets promoted from the, the, the championship mm. this year, like Sheffield United did with Luke Freeman, will come calling because they've seen him you know, first-hand and that's where I end up going. But do you know what I was thinking the other day? As I put it on Twitter, I was watching the Sheffield United match. I was thinking, how many of them players would get a go in the Premier League if they won at Sheffield United? You know the way football is and everything else. Probably none of them, really. You know, and, that, and that's quite weird because they are doing really well. I just sometimes think players don't, clubs don't like to take risks in young players. But I, I well, would it's say, the same with managers, isn't it? Yeah, but I would say Ezzy was worth a risk for many a Premiership club, a team like Bournemouth. Who can develop a player who ain't going to stick with the reserves where he's not going to get a, 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 a going, a bright, and someone like that there where he can. He's know, English as well. Yeah, so therefore he frees up the numbers because that new rule came in, isn't there as mm. well? So yeah, and, and do you know what? He's a damn good player. Mm. Whether people like it or not, he's a fantastic player. I think people do like it, don't they? Yeah, no, but there's always that lazy, lazy thing when I don't think that's fair. No, I, and I think that I was more, yeah. more last season, yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, I live in the past. Um, believe it or not, Oz End. Already? And I must, um, well, first of all, I must apologise to Clive because Clive said a couple of weeks ago, your podcast was five minutes too short because it came just at the wrong time for the end of my run. It didn't last for all of his runs. So, Clive, I apologise. Was he run to Skegness? I mean, Finney, I know what your R's ends are like. So, I, I know we need to leave a little bit of time. Is this more a, 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 a request? 
what for ours end? Uh-huh. Why? What else do you want to talk about? No, I'm good. No, no. Just the uh, uh, electrics and all that has, has meant that we are in the ours end already. I have two, though. Excellent. I have two. The first one is Ian Holloway is being called up. Yeah, that was one of mine. Forever ours. Now, I may... It was a long night, that live podcast mm-hmm. we did with him. And there was alcohol involved. A and podcast remember, of two halves. I can't remember everything. But am I wrong in saying it got brought up there? Yes. And it, it, was, it was discussed there whether he would be invited for Forever Ours. So is this, does this go on the bingo card of things that, that the podcast talks about and then the club make happen? <laughs> well, if, Maybe. If, there's an argument if people hadn't come on the podcast, gone on about all players, Forever Ours wouldn't have existed. That we interviewed the old players. Well, there you go. That so, was a Mark Lazarus interview, wasn't it? It was, and, and not only um, Gillard as well. So, congratu- congratulations. I definitely, definitely... Um, he should be in it. He'll get he a should. very, very good welcome. I, am I don't think he should, I but... Get, I get the feeling he might not have done it for McLaren and still be You there. think... Hang on. You think he deserves it and that he's up to the standard of, oh, sorry, of alumni... Sh- Holloway. Of course. You think he's up to the standard of the likes of Peter Ramage? <laughs> Right. Who's also in it? I knew, well, Peter, I knew with that one. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't. I, I blame it on the illness. But um, <laughs> no, I think Holloway, both as a player um, and then a, a manager, I mean, like twice, three times. I mean, okay, yeah, you, you can always find fault and stuff, and that you know that those win, lo- winning six on the bounce, losing six on the bounce, and you know everyone was a bit frustrated in the Tom Bowler selection. But then we've seen it, pretty much every QPR manager is doing that at the moment. Um, I mean, sorry, he's done that in the past. So. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think definitely, and and I think I would say if you know many people can stay out the bar at half time and give him a round of applause, then I think he deserves it. The thing definitely. is, I just say it's quickly about Holloway. People need to remember what he came into when he came, and he breathed massive amounts of oxygen into that club. Otherwise, we were folding. So we always own that. My other one. Potentially unpopular opinion. Um, oh, God, it's going to be controversial. Well, no, maybe not. Go but you have to call it out when you see it. And I mm. saw today, I saw two things this week. Saw that it's Rainbow Laces tomorrow, which is the campaign against homophobia in football. But I also saw, and maybe this wasn't a clip from the weekend, but it was definitely posted as a clip of QPR fans singing at Fulham on Friday night um, about Chelsea Rent Boys. And that was in the pub. Well,. You've got to call it out when you see it, and you can't kind of be uh, push yourself as a community fan base on one side and chants like that on the other one. So I am merely saying, in my book, not cool to do that. I think, yeah. Someone else. I think, no, you're, it's, it's double standards to say, let's do Rainbow Laces and sing that song. I, it's like the whole thing. Yeah, but hang on, but it's the club saying, let's do Rainbow Laces. No, no, it's, but it's a fan base. The, the fan base. Through, uh, um, the fan base, how can I put it? Um, it's a message getting through. There's a lot of people in the fan base that make a big deal of the fact that we're a community club, that we stick up for minority causes, and then there's a section of the support that does that, and it's not compatible. No, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. In, in football. Not in any defence, because I'm not going to offer an offence for that, but there seems to be this thing where every club does this about Chelsea and I. And we used to sing about Mourinho being gay and drug bird, all that sort of thing, which they were really bad. And, yeah, OK, it's a fair point. Who's next? Um, Mark? Yeah, OK. So, again, this is social media-led in that we all know that Joe dropped a bollock 
the other day. We all know that you know some people have got um, some uh, some bad performances in them. I just don't get why you feel the need to copy them in on social media and give them even more abuse. I don't get it. You know, it's it's not as if I suspect Joe. I don't know Joe Lumley. Never met him. I can't imagine he went back into the dressing room on Friday night and thinking, "Oh, I had quite a decent game there." I, you know, made one slight mistake, but you know, ho hum, everything's fine. I suspect he felt quite bad about that. Um, and I know we've got a, we've got a right to vent. And if you, you, there's an argument that says if you're on social media, you need to take it as well. Okay, fine. But what is it going to do to the confidence of someone if you're going to give them grief to the extent where some of them get chased off of social media? Mm. Now, don't at me about well. If you don't that, don't need it, don't be on social media. That to me is just not a reason. It's, it's classic keyboard warriors. If they saw John Lo- Joe Lumley in the bar, they'd say, "Unlucky mate, can I have your autograph?" To what please? end do you think is what, what do you think is going to work by copying Joe into the into the texts? What do you think he's going to do? Uh, he's going to say, "Okay, you know what? I, because of you know Joe Blue." Forgive me if it's not if the first name that came to my head. Yeah, yeah. But what if you know Joe Blue said, "I've had a bad game." You know what? You know, I'm not listening to any of my managers or my coaches because Joe told me I'm going to I'm going to play better. I'm going to play better. It's well, no, I mean you, you've got to remember that probably half these people who do that are, are drunk or whatever. Yeah, um, I was and, near keyboard and they're looking for attention, attention. And I, and like I say, I mean, to, to, I think I mentioned this before, but a while back when Carl Frampton, I was just for work, when Carl Frampton was fighting at, at Belfast and. Tyson Fury was on the undercard when he was making his comeback and then Deontay Wilder we were just sort of like trying to speak to him and there was all this big crowd of, of Fury fans who were chiming all sorts of abuse at him and, and just saying I'll fight you I'll punch you in the face I'll knock you out he turned round to them and confronted them they were all going oh can I have a picture can I have the autograph mm-hmm. and, and then he went away again and they all started singing it for, so you know I, I think that and that's a sort of that just sums up neatly what the, social media is about really. you had it with Sky where his dad got involved as well earlier on in the season and it gets really nasty I mean you don't I mean would you go to a, a supermarket I won't say any names because no one's if they sponsor us I will but they haven't so we won't um, and someone wears John Tesco I'll say it for Sainsbury's yeah. as the little whatever earlier and they do you Morrison's they, they, they do your onions wrong you don't go on social media and go oh yay you overpowered me 2p for onions I mean, well people no, actual do. people do people do but the thing is he's not going to come out and say do you know what I'm going to he's, he's going to is this wrong? And I think the some of the wording used it as well. There was a horrible word that was used to describe him, which I wouldn't use to describe anyone. Just no, I mean, I mean, this is a bit. podcast, so if someone's had a bad game, we can't just pretend that or, or, or no. made a ricket. You can't just not discuss it, but you discuss it in a way that you discuss but it you down the pub. Describe them as disabled terms on social media, which is what happened to Joe, which I thought was a bit wrong. No, I wouldn't no. describe. I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't, no, you wouldn't, I I wouldn't say anything like that. I would no. just say, you know, if if if, if um, I, I, what we didn't mention, Naki Wells, you know, going. It was almost like a square, a square it, Tommy Williams square it moment, wasn't it? You know, goes goes round the keeper and or or, or beats everyone. Is left with the one on one on the keeper. Should have passed it. Yeah, it was like yeah. So, I'll, but I'm not going to go on social media and say Naki Wells, you're an absolute whatever for for not scoring. You that didn't goal. do very well there. Yeah, Chris. Good yes, po- good point, Mark. Chris. Right. Well, first of all, uh, has anyone? By else, the way, it, other it, usernames with the ending blue are available. Yeah. Apart from blue. my mate Alan, yeah, he gets very upset about yeah. these things. I could be dead, heading into dangerous territory with that one. But um, um, well, f- first of all, Mark Mark Davis, who's on there. Time. Does anyone else think he sounds a bit like Mark Warburton, or is that me? Is that? 
There the is bloke a sitting of, next to is, you. There is, yeah. There is. And it's a mark. You're a bit of a Warburton alike. Uh, uh, fine, I'm available for bar mitzvahs and, and weddings for after, Actually, after the speeches. I'm then. closing my eyes. Yeah. Can, can you just say? Can say, you give? Can you say how, how did the lads do, Mark? Say, so s- s- we just do a put, Mark. So um, obviously disappointed. Uh, one nil up. Um, could have gone on to win it. Missed out by the chances. Fulham came back. What's your assessment of the game? I, I think we did all right, and we should have. You know, we need to start playing out from the back. And you know, it's, it defend from the front. Now that you've oh, said it, wow. now that you've said it, it's all I can hear. Yeah. What would have been that funny is, though if you had said I went is, on Twitter and told you off? That would have been quite funny. That is oh. that is amazing. Very um, good. You do, have, you, have, you, have you ever thought about doing impersonations? Genuinely, first time anyone's mentioned it. Available really? for voiceover work. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So that wasn't the idea. But I will go on to a Warburton comment. I, I sadly looked up his record with Brentford in 2014 in the Championship at this stage of the season. All right. Um, uh, at this stage for us, it's played 17, won 7, drawn 3, lost 7, 4-27, against 32, plus, so minus 5, points 3-4. Back then it was played 18, won 9, drawn 4, lost 5, 4-26, against 24, points 31. Um, yeah, by that stage, Blentford had, cross, had, had, had kept four clean sheets. That was the thing that stood out for me. So I wonder whether it's uh, less down to what Warburton's doing and more down to the fact that we just haven't got... As, 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 as good enough as players as maybe they had back then, um, and incidentally, their, 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 last, their last win at this time of the season was over Fulham and went to win four one at Craven Cottage. Annoyingly, mm. so that wasn't very interesting, was it? Really? No. Um, well, don't put yourself down. <laughs> I just the second one was just um, like getting into Fulham on um, uh, on Friday night. Was, was was a bit hairy to be honest because it was me and my daughter there and we we got there well, we were finny we got there sort of five ten minutes before and everyone was just funneled into to one stand to try and get up and it was there was a bit of a squash going on anyway <coughs> excuse me and we just got to the top and QPR were um, about to score just about to score the Hugo touch and naturally there's a big surge and I'd sort of had my arms around her cause it, and it was she, you could tell she was getting a bit scared and uh, mm. there was just a bit of a crush and you know there was no chance of getting anywhere for the whole half and that's nothing to do with the QPR fans because it was all good spirits celebrating the goal but yeah I think Fulham you know have got to maybe rethink that because there could be a problem <coughs> excuse me yeah I heard about that I, the, the, the thing that he's actually underplaying it not intentionally but I think that there was a massive problem with that the, the, how they were doing it I mean even saw Clive losing his rag over it at the end we were trying to come out and they were using one entrance and then of course when everyone comes out the Fulham fans are going one way I saw um, Noel who's disabled trying to push his way through the fans and not get anywhere and stuff it was horrendously badly organised and it was incredibly dangerous but when I was there and we scored because I was behind you yeah, yeah. and that was yapping as usual so when we scored, it was just chaos in the stairs. Well, of course it was, because everyone's trying to... It's a natural reaction. They're, I'm not blaming anyone at the QPR. But everyone's trying to get up yeah. to see what's going on. And then the other fans you're going into are all jumping up and down. And there's, there was literally nowhere to go. And our seats, you know, because everyone's just standing in, you know, on the stairs. And you couldn't get up to our seats, mm. like, till the, till the second half, really. And it was just... Funny enough, it calmed down, obviously, when they scored... Um, but yeah, I mean, she, I don't think she listens anyway, but she won't thank me. But yeah, it's, I think she was a bit like, oh my God. She I mean, definitely doesn't. I mean, I was trying to tell her, it's like, it was like the old days at the loft, you know, when you scored, you might Search. be standing up near the top and all of a sudden mm. you're down the bottom when, and you've got a, a, a trickle of urine running past but, you. But, but one exit and no female toilets, like you said as well. Oh, and then on the way back, yeah, and she'd been dying for the loo and couldn't couldn't get out. And then 
uh, there was four male toilets open on the way out and not one female toilet. We had to walk for half an hour to see. So that's a bit out of order. That is out of order. Um, sorry about that. Congratulations no. on your finny length. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Sorry, David. That's all right. Finny, I'm, I'm dreading the length. <laughs> no one's ever said to me. No. Um, Raid, uh, first of all, KM Prince's birthday yesterday would have been. I'm, yeah. I'm never sure about celebrating these tragic sins, but it's dad wished him happy birthday. That's good enough for me. So, And it takes you back to what the club's about when you say about community and everything else and what we really are about. Mm-hmm. Um, second point. If we ever turn into a club that needs clappers, I seriously am giving up football. In fact, I'm going to walk away from it. I have never seen so many grown men act so ridiculous as if Fulham fans were clappers. That's not football. Go to the theatre. Go anywhere, but don't bring them into football ground. I mean, Jesus Christ, them things are stupid. I hit them with a passion. And they're about as intimidating as a chocolate teapot, to be perfectly honest with you. Absolutely ridiculous. And if I say you get an atmosphere done, I mean... This is their big game. This is their derby. They hate us. They were pouring out with 20 minutes to go. And they're banging a wee bit of paper. And what about the carbon footprint? Someone needs to address that to this football club as well. Every game they have them clappers, they are killing the rainforest as well as my dreams. And derbies. Go on, you must have another one. No, no, that's it. Oh, good, fine. Prediction for tomorrow, Forest. That shut you up, didn't it? Yeah. I've been a while. I've, I've probably could think of that. Oh, here we go. Here we but go. But I don't want to. You know what, Dave? Yeah. Forrest, um, I'm dreading it. Because they can Prediction? Finish. I've no idea. It'll either be a nice 1 0 win off someone's arse, foot, or head. I don't care. Whatever work was in. Or we'll get absolutely mullered if, if we keep creating chances for the opposition, which is what we're doing. Mark? Uh, I reckon we'll win. I think we'll win. And I'm just looking up the odds for a clean sheet. Because uh, I think we'll get a clean sheet tomorrow. What? I'm going to say, we're g- if I say we're going to get a clean sheet every week, eventually we will get one. And people I'm, call you a genius. I'm oh, yeah. going, no one calls me a genius. You surprised me. Um, I, I'm going nil nil. Oh, yeah. I'd love a nil nil. Oh, yeah. I'd I would take love it. I would love it. I prefer, love it if we got a nil nil. I prefer a one nil. Christopher? Um, well, I think there'll probably be five goals in it as per, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know which way, but I looked up. Joe Worrell has scored one goal for Nottingham Forest, which came on 9th of December 2017, so I'm going to put money on him getting a hat-trick. <laughs> oh, no. If you're, in your five-goal prediction, that would mean we would not Lose 3-2, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, go, I'm shit. Go on, Mark, you look like you've got the odds in front of you. Clean sheet uh, for QPR is 12-5. to five. Wow. Uh, I, no, I mean, 12-1 would no, no, be... No clean sheet, 10-3 uh, to three on. Yeah, ah. it's more like it. Thank you very much for listening. That concludes this episode of the QPR podcast. Um, we'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Come on, you ours. QPR, QPR, Rangers.